have Deloy Hansen on the line. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love real estate. <laughs> In Utah. <laughs> That name. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Honestly, who would have thought that Deloy Hansen would save women's soccer? Not me. What's going on? This is your future millionaires crew. I'm Haley Marsh. I'm Amanda Ephraim. And I'm Allie Simpson. Welcome to this week's episode. We're going to talk about the return of the NWSL and we'll play a game to try to guess which U.S. Women's National Team players have opted out of the newly proposed tournament. And we'll close out the episode with an update on the potential return of the WNBA. Turns out that 2020 is going to let us have something nice. The NWSL is coming back for a World Cup-style tournament, which we're all very excited about. League official announced uh, that the Challenge Cup, a month-long tournament that will be hosted in Utah this summer, um, will is on. All nine teams will live and play in a controlled environment just outside of Salt Lake City, uh, in Sandy, Utah, to be exact. And it'll start June 27th. The championship game will be held on July 26th. The NWSL will be the first league to come back amidst this pandemic. And I think that's a pretty big deal. We'll jump into that later in the show. And um, the opening and championship games will be broadcast on CBS Sports. And all others will be streamed on CBS All Acts or Twitch for fans outside of the U.S. So the broadcast rights uh, deal that was signed by CBS and Twitch and the league in early March is going to be a big deal here this summer. The NWSL commissioner, Lisa Baird, also secured new corporate sponsors, P&G, Secret Deodorant, and Verizon for the Cup. Um, They're secured for the Cup, and then Verizon secured for uh, a multi-year deal with the league uh, for years after this. So, That's a huge win for Lisa Baird, the new commissioner of the league, in the middle of a pandemic to lock those things down. All games will be held both at uh, Zions Bank Stadium, home of the USL Real Monarchs. The semifinals and finals um, to crown a league championship will be played at Rio Tinto Stadium, home of the Utah Royals NWSL team. So that's kind of the background of what we're looking at for the return of the NWSL. How are you guys feeling about it? I'm pretty pumped. I mean, I I hope that they're not, you know, rushing back um, and sacrificing, you know, the the health and well-being of all the players and staff. I mean, look, there's a huge opportunity here. They're going to be the only game in town. And there's, you know, someone who'd be normally watching, let's say, the NBA said, I'll give the NWSL a shot and maybe they can earn a, you know, a new fan um, in this process. But, um, you know... I don't know if they're going to be able to play this entire <laughs> tournament, honestly. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's going to be a real touch and go, I think. Yeah, I'm feeling that same baseline level of anxiousness that I felt for the past two months, just in life in general. <laughs> um, I'm kind of accepting that this is just where I live now. Um, but I think in general, I'm proud of the league for pulling this together and doing it so quickly. I think it shows some real leadership in just like the general pro sports world. Um 
And I'm pretty excited that it seems well thought out. You know, like there seems to be a plan for everything. It's very Elizabeth Warren, which is very my brand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think in general, like everything else right now, like we have no idea how it's actually going to go. Like nothing, there's no playbook for this. So like all the best made plans might be for not because we don't know what's actually going to happen. So that level of risk is just something we have to live with. Yeah, I think that's the most uncomfortable part about this is the level of risk. And knowing that we have to continue to take steps forward, but also just being okay living in this uncomfortable space. That's how I sort of feel about it. But I am really impressed with the way Lisa Baird, the commissioner of the NWSL, uh, the owners of all the teams, I'm really impressed with how they've worked together with the NWSL Players Association and kept the players involved in this process of bringing the league back. Um, basically from early on in the process, it's been really collaborative. Yeah. You can really feel that in the way that this announcement happened. It feels like everyone's on board except for some few yet to be named us women's national team players. Um, but I, it really does feel like there's a lot of confidence going into this, which is honestly very nice right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the players association released a statement right in, in line with, um, the press release that the league put out. Um, so they were in lockstep, which I, which I really applaud. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you're a, you're a new league, like this is a business opportunity. And I think if it done right, and they're able to really keep these players and coaches and staff in a bubble and no one gets sick, then they come out looking like geniuses. Well, and I was going to say the facilities that um, are being provided to the teams, for the most part, look very, very nice. The fields, the weight rooms, um, the hotel that they're staying at, the fact that they're being provided health care and child care while they're there is it's pretty incredible. The only thing I'm bummed is that they're not recording and filming all of this the way that it was rumored in a few months ago. Oh my God. Like real need, world style. We really need real Get world Ashlyn. Sandy. Just have Ashlyn do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Ashlyn, the videographer. <laughs> real world Sandy. I can't. <laughs> so uh, the league did release. I, I, the first thing I thought of when this came out was, okay, what, how are they going to contain COVID? How are they going to keep everybody safe? So they released like this three pager of basically like a positive COVID-19 player protocol. Um, so the, the general sort of control measures are everything you'd expect. So daily symptoms, temperature checks, um, facial coverings, hand hygiene, um, testing before and after games. Um, and then it kind of turns into a house of cards in terms of when you do have a positive test, what happens? And essentially, the minute somebody tests positive, they shut all of everything down for 48 hours And once all the teams are in Utah, this includes the entire team. So that 48 hours is to conduct contact tracing. um, And they basically split it out into two separate areas. So let's say um, I get sick and I was near somebody, but I was social distancing and I kept six feet apart and we weren't touching. That's a low risk exposure. So for people who are of low risk exposure, basically they're just going to monitor that person. But for people who have high risk exposure, so let's say somebody that I am roommates with, 
Essentially, they have to be quarantined and cannot return to practice for 14 days. So the minute somebody gets sick, they're out for two weeks. And anybody who came into high-risk contact with them is also out for two weeks. Two weeks is half of this tournament. So the minute this sort of spreads and someone gets it, they have to immediately lock it down, which is, I'm assuming, why there's a complete 48-hour sort of hold on everything. Um, But the way that I sort of see it is that if one person gets sick, it could just completely wreck the entire tournament. No, it's such a tight tight walk. It's (laughs) like (laughs) just a full domino effect. It's Yeah. Uh, and you know, I appreciate it. And look, this is a complete gamble, um, but it does seem like the protocols they've put into place really put an emphasis on everyone's safety and health. And they're basically saying, mm-hmm. look, if someone gets sick, we're, we're not afraid to just completely shut it down. Just shut the whole thing down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of what they've laid out. And I also have to wonder from like a PR perspective, if someone gets sick and the tournament continues, how that would work out. I mean, it just seems it's so confined and so controlled uh, in some ways it's, it's, it's nice if there's no, if there's no contamination, but once there is someone, it does feel very, very risky. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the players, it's like, they're all young and obviously very healthy. Um, but you know, who knows how many of the players um, have other health issues that would complicate matters so um yeah like these players even some of the coaches are older Mm -hmm. you know we don't know if any of these women are trying to become pregnant obviously that's a huge problem and I will say like this is an unprecedented global pandemic and I do not fault any player who has any hesitations about not wanting to play I completely understand and I don't think that anybody should be shamed um, you know, for doing so, but it does not preclude us from playing a game, guessing who doesn't want to play. <laughs> One of the things that um, is great about it is that the league guaranteed contracts for all players, regardless if they play in it or not, which I thought was super positive. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, you say you're going to get paid either way and like no shame and no repercussions if you opt not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that. And the announcement was that like, nobody will be, um, we won't blame anyone. It won't, nobody has to feel bad if they decide they don't want to. It's no big deal. It's, it's a completely, it felt like very um, low pressure to be involved. Wait, yeah, I, have a question, right I have a question though, because mm-hmm. as somebody who grew up playing sports and playing college, you know, there were always the quote unquote optional practices. <laughs> you know, that weren't exactly optional. So, you know, everybody's a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's optional to like opt in or out, but I wonder how much that would affect their, each player's position on the team for the following season, following year when the, when the league does come back. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that that's kind of one of the reasons why for some of these, we expect to see a lot more of these younger players showing up for the tournament Mm -hmm. because they haven't established themselves on their teams yet. They don't have these, the name recognitions that some of the older players or even the U S women's national team players do. So you could see them definitely feeling that like, this is like optional wink, wink, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) 
So one thing, Haley, that you brought up at the top of this that I think we deserves a little bit more conversation is the fact that Lisa Baird came through with some new sponsors for the league. Um, it was really exciting to hear the announcement that they had secured uh, P&G and Secret Deodorant for the tournament, along with this multi-year partnership with Verizon Media, um, which was just great news from the coming from the league. It kind of adds on to some of the work that she did earlier this year, securing the um, broadcasting rights with CBS and um, Twitch for international streaming. I think it's it's incredible and. Um... What I love about it is that this is Verizon. I mean, Verizon's a huge billion-dollar company. Um, they have Budweiser already signed into their multi-year deal. So this isn't just like play money. This is like real money from big, big corporations. So I love that they're kind of like, you know, this is a legitimate league with like big dog sponsors, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And how can I forget yeah, PNG? I'm, I'm talking about Budweiser <laughs> and Verizon. PNG is legit too, you know. <laughs> Secret deodorant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm super impressed with it. Wasn't um, Lifetime one of the original sponsors? <laughs> well, they, yeah, they were the original games. broadcast. Yeah. Yes. Which I love me some Lifetime, but it <laughs> definitely feels like we're reaching a much larger audience with some of these new sponsors. Um, and that's just super exciting to see the <laughs> <Yes>. growth there. <laughs> I know. And like, not to knock Lifetime, like they, the league wouldn't be where it is today without them. But mm-hmm. certainly being with CBS Sports is a huge, huge bump up for them in terms of visibility. Yeah, I mean, and the sponsorship came at such a good time and it was so necessary, it sounds like, for the tournament to even happen. Um Caitlin Murray from Yahoo Sports reported that the league needed big sponsorship money for this to even take place. So the broadcasting mm-hmm. rights weren't enough on their own. Um, so I think just that all these new big sponsors coming in and supporting the league, along with uh, Del Loy Hansen, the owner of the youth. What oh, I know. Literally, is that a character <laughs> from like a Stephen King novel? Like what? Like <laughs> Del, be. Del Loy, we're with you, but your name. Mm-hmm. Deloy, that's an alias for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> like his Sasha fears. <laughs> yeah, no, but Deloy came through and subsidized a tournament. All right, so honestly, shouts to DLH. You're the man. <laughs> really sorry for ragging on your name. Um, you're the man. <laughs> yeah, he, he um, in subsidizing the tournament, he made it happen. So um, very, very happy with Deloy. Um, <laughs> I think there are some players who aren't as happy with Deloy as we are. Um, Caitlin Murray from Yahoo Sports has reported that seven players, including five starters from the U.S. women's national team, aren't sold on the safety of the month-long tournament. So um, that's a bit concerning, right, that you won't have some of your biggest stars out on the field. Mm-hmm. I think there are a couple of things that they're worried about. One, of course, is, you know, contracting COVID. This is like <laughs> a huge rush to get them back out onto the field um, in being the first league to come back. Um, and then I think they're also worried about getting hurt, especially some of the older veteran players. Um, I think getting their bodies ready 
for game shape for the, for the tournament start in late June is going to be really hard for some of them. Um, and any injury that, that they sustain in this month long tournament, which is in terms of their careers, like kind of small potatoes, um, could impact their Olympic hopes, which is, I think, you know, the Olympics is for some of the older players who this might be their last year playing the Olympics is such a huge stage that is, it would be a huge risk to give that up over a tournament, um, you know, where you might get injured being one month. I think they, they might be playing games every three days. So that's like the, literally the definition of zero to 60. Yeah. Were there a lot of players in the Bundesliga who got really hurt from like having to like suddenly ramp up? And I think that the fields are turf, which we know the U.S. women's national team doesn't like playing on. Um, So I think that they're also concerned about that, which, look, I I understand. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things where, as you said earlier, Ali, like you can't really bash the players for not wanting to play. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you want to see all of the familiar faces out there. Um, but again, credit to the league that will honor their contracts and provide their salaries through um, the rest of the year, whether or not they play. Yeah, you can't bash the players for not wanting to play, but you also can't bash me for wanting them yeah, to want to play. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's why we're going to play a game on guessing who we think the five starters are that aren't super amped about playing in the tournament. Um, I'm going to lead off. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I know, I will say, I do know that the players who are not interested in playing are veterans. And so my number one pick who I think will not play is Carly Lloyd. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, Ah, that's a provocative take. That's a very provocative choice. I think that she Um, really, really wants to go to the Olympics and it's a risk. She's an older player. Like we don't necessarily know for a fact, like the health outcomes of getting COVID. Um, so that's my guess. I think it's a wild card and I think she's not going to be into it. I think you might be right. She's been pretty quiet on social media. Yep. the last couple weeks. So I like that guess. Amanda, who you got? Well, I just want to write. I, I disagree with Carly, oh, I think. Okay. I feel okay. like she, okay. she is so down for any challenge. I think she loves to take things on and prove that she's able to do it. So if she, if she doesn't end up doing it, uh, I'm going to say she wrestled a lot with the, the yeah. decision. Okay, fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my guess... I'm thinking that Julie Ertz is probably on the fence. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a good pick. I feel like, yeah, she's, she's one of the solid starters. I feel like she's um, played for a long time. I feel like she's got a pretty comfortable setup. Um, I see her being very torn with this decision. Yeah. Look, I think some of the players like Julie Ertz isn't going anywhere. She's Mm -hmm. one of the best players on the team. If not, arguably the best player on the U S women's team. Um, she makes a ton of money through her endorsements. She has got the almonds. <laughs> yeah. yeah almonds. Big almond guy. Visa, <laughs> big visa guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with that, but I don't know. She seems like a competitor too. So it's hard. Cause they're just all such gamers. 
and like mm-hmm. the old school sense that it's really hard to see them saying they're not going to play. Mm-hmm. All right. Haley, who's your pick? Okay. I'm going to go out and say Kristen Press is not going what? to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I don't think she's going to come back and she's not going to come back to Utah and play. And I think that's going to be like a little bit dramatic for the Royals. Fuck. Oh, for sure. Huge. Mm-hmm. For sure. But you're right. I mean, she's been making like major moves on the U.S. Women's National Team. She was the big star, the big name coming out of the She Believes Cup. Mm-hmm. She basically scored every time she shot, it felt like. So I totally see herself just kicking back right now, working on some designs for re-ink and just waiting it out. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, I think I think there are they're making some serious strides with re-ink. I think her her position on the national team is solid. Um but I, I'm not going. I, that's just my guess. It's my gut. Okay. Okay. What about the elephant in the room? Yep. What does everyone think about Rapino? I think she. That's my next pick. I think she's a no. <laughs> I think she's a no. I she, completely she agree. That lingering injury. I think she could just use yeah. that. And she's like, I'm not going to go run around on turf for a month. Yeah, I I fully agree with that. She's in Connecticut, chilling with Sue gotta prep for the espies <laughs> yeah dude I, on an SB note this is my one thing do you think that they were gonna host if it was gonna be live too and then it was just they're like oh we'll just keep it they could just do it the virtual one no i think they earned it through the a touch more a touch more okay sorry just really had to get that out there yeah no no yeah that's a good question because i i agree with Haley. i think that um with a touch more they've proven their audience and I feel like that that really put them above any other host potential. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rapino right now has so much momentum going off of the field. Um, and the only, I think this tournament would only sort of slow her down. And I think she needs the Olympics as that sort of like last pinnacle moment in her career. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, and that's me making a big assumption that she might retire after the Olympics, but just given how she's expanding um, her resume right now into journalism, into re-ink, I just, I, I see her expanding so much outside of soccer that I don't see her prioritizing this tournament. Yeah, I see you. I see you on that one. Um, okay, look, other veterans on the team, Abby Dahlkemper, she played the most minutes in the World Cup. You feel like she's going to come through? She's coming. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen pictures of her playing, um, and she's she's back training, so I think she's there. Kelly O'Hara, Becky Sauerbrunn? I think Kelly is a no. Really? Amanda, are you going to back me or what? Uh, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I You know what? I am going to back you. I, I've been going back and forth between Kelly and Becky as my last kind of pick. And I think Becky's going to be there. And I see Kelly and I see her opting out. I, I... Can you imagine though, in a world where all these players opt out because they want to be fine for the Olympics and the Olympics doesn't happen next year. <gasps> wow. Heartbreak city. A full nightmare no, scenario. Fuck a that. twist. I, they, that. I mean, they said if it's not 2021, then they're scrapping the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play them in winter. Send them to Beijing. Yeah. Put them inside. <laughs> this has got to happen. I know. I can't. And like, okay, let's say we get a vaccine in January. Is that enough time? 
It's so crazy thinking a few months ago that pushing the Olympics a year felt like, okay, uh, safe, a cautious, but a smart move. Safe. And now it's like, I don't think we're going to be ready by 2021 no. at all. <laughs> no, we are. We are. Don't break my heart like that. It, it's, it makes me, ner- makes me nervy. You know, I got two players, two vets that I think are going to be a hundred percent in. Tell me. Okay. Allie Krieger, Ashlyn Harris. Definitely. Oh Definitely. yeah. Florida's representing. Florida in the building. Their house is on the market. Check it out. Yeah. Um, Florida's already there. <laughs> well, do, do you think, And because my gut is like, they still have something to prove. I mean, Ashlyn obviously wants to be a starter and mm-hmm. Allie was like on the fence, you know, as a starter. So that makes sense. And I think, did they post an Instagram being like how pumped they were? Yeah. They've been all over, um, Orlando Pride's Instagram at practice. So at this point, I can't see them, you know, after practicing like several weeks in a row with the team, I can't see them backing out. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like Tobin's going to roll through? Hmm. I want Tobin to roll through. I'm going to be super bummed. I mean, I'm just on a personal level of like my favorites don't play. (laughs) I know. It's weird when you list it out like this because it's like, oh wow, that really, yeah, you know, starts to change the tournament. But like, mm-hmm. you know, we could see some, you know, players who aren't starters, you know, shine and become stars. You know, that's a yeah, good point. totally. Mm-hmm. Oof, I'm nervous. So I think final rosters are due on June 21st. So we'll have like a little bit of headway. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if some big time players announce prior that they weren't going to go for, you know, mm-hmm. health concerns and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm pumped. I am too. This is a really, really big day, especially in the middle of a pandemic to be talking about sports coming back. So we need it. Okay, so for our final segment today, we're going to talk about the return of the WNBA and any updates we have there. It's a real bummer that it's not up to par of what we've seen on the NWSL side. So what's happening here? Um, There's been a lot of talk, uh, kind of unsurprisingly, about the NBA's return. And they're expected to make an announcement about that on this Friday. So according to reports, 16 teams will live and play in a, quote, Disney-owned campus in Orlando. Um, A very similar setup to what we're seeing on the NWSL. Um, You know, but unfortunately, in all this talk, there's been virtually no conversation about the return of the W. Uh, It's like, literally sounds like an afterthought at this point. Um, When discussing the the NBA plan, uh, a spokesperson from Disney was asked whether the WNBA would be involved, like point blank asked. And their response was, we'd be happy to host the WNBA as well. We see this as an overall partnership with the entire NBA umbrella. Um, we've been great partners for years. We see this as, as you've seen in the NBA experience at Disney Springs. Um, yeah, I know. It's of kind of like, this is so yeah. classic. The, the W just gets treated as such an afterthought. Oh, daddy, can I, can I come? Is it okay if I play? Can I bounce my ball in the gym? Come on. We'd be happy to have, I'm going to, what is Disney Springs also? (laughs) The hell out of here. Honestly, the real question, um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's just such a bummer um, when you're looking at, I, I know the the differences in the size of the, the leagues and all of that, but um, there's so much heart in the WNBA and to just see them kind of not being given the attention that they deserve in this decision, at least from the outward perspective is um, really disappointing. Uh, you know, not having the seemingly backing of your, of your league. Um, so, you know, we'll keep, keep our eye out on Friday for an update from that, but we're pretty confident that our girl slash the WNBA commission, Kathy. Kathy Engelbert will pull through <laughs> on this plan. So a lot of buzz on Twitter about a controlled return of women's basketball, like potentially even in Vegas. So it'd be awesome if they separated in their mm-hmm. own thing. Um, I'd love that. You know, we don't need Disney Springs. <laughs> no, if we got all of Vegas, we definitely don't need Disney Springs. Like, remember the All-Star DJ game last year? Oh, the best. Liz can't make it. I hope Snoop we'll, we'll shows up. up. He's got to. <laughs> Just like Snoop in a bubble boy costume. Oh, I'll take it. We got our fingers crossed for that. Uh, hopefully they'll pull through for, for all of our, our gals yep. in the WNBA. Uh, but that's our pod for the week. That's all we got. So thanks for joining us, everyone. And we'll talk to you next See time. Bye.